0: Welcome back to the Jake's Take Sports Podcast. Got the old crew back together here this week. Uh, We got Brian Skaronski, Travis Berardi, and Nick Michaels uh, joining me from the OH Report, VSPN Radio, and then me from the Mansfield News Journal. So we got some wide area of media coverage here, um, breaking down what happened in week three of high school football And then what to expect in week four. Um, Man, this this season's moving right along. We got some big games here this week. So check us out. Um, Follow us along on Friday night. We got you guys covered. So big week of high school football. I hope you guys enjoy. All right, welcome back, guys. A new. Fairly new, fairly old crew uh, this week. We've got Brian Skaronsky back. Glad to have him back. Pushed it back to a Wednesday, so that, that works better with his busy early weeks. Guys. Very accommodating. So we appreciate yeah. it. For
1: I'm happy to be back. Uh, you know, I just sit down a bang energy drink on the car ride over here, so I'm on another level. I'm so ready.
0: You're ready to talk, man. That, that's good. Uh, we also got Nick Michaels from VSBN Radio. I uh, got him after work, so uh, he's, he's nice and tired and ready to go here. Yeah. Uh, Travis Berardi's is also with us from the OH Report. Uh, the familiar face. We're the we're the main guys here. I'm trying
2: to say. represent OH Report the best I can, but now I got Brian here. It takes a little weight off my shoulders. <laughs> you know, you know, the, the duo's not, back, but not
0: weight off the rest of his body. If you right. know hey, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, We're all, we're missing uh, Bill Kozaleski of the News Journal. He's getting his car worked on. Uh, Zach Holden. All right, we got a seat for you if you ever want to fill it. I'll leave, <laughs> I'll, leave it, duty I'll leave it up to you bud if you want to come in, come out here but let's run down some week 3 stuff real quick um, I, I want to say some scores Ontario got their first win over Smithville uh, 21-14 Plymouth went down to Salineville Southern over by the Pennsylvania border and got a 28-12 to win, Shelby suffered their first loss to Bellevue 45-40 Galleon beat Upper Sandusky 31, Mansfield Senior beat North Canton Hoover 21-17 to that was a Big performance from the Tigers. Uh, Lucas beat Winford 38-7. to Clearfork with probably an early candidate for game of the year, I, I think. Uh, beat Lexington 35-28 in overtime. We'll break down that game a little bit. Only one to pick it
2: right last week. Yeah,
0: yeah. Colonel Crawford beat Cardington uh, 65-6. to Marion Harding picked up another big win, 33-6, to making that Tigers win over the Presidents looking pretty good. Clyde kept rolling 29-10 over Norway. Mapleton picked up their first win 47-6. Garway knocked off undefeated Dalton uh, 21-7. That was a big, big game there. Ashland starting off 3-0. Lost to if you wanted however we we couldn't figure out how to say it last week, and I still haven't figured it out. Tees uh, Tease. Tease Valley. Tees Valley. Valley 23-21. Uh, Chippewa took a loss to Sandy Valley 21-7. Um, Cardinal Stritch beat South Central forty to thirty three over in the Firelands Conference. Buckeye Central knocked off Ridgemont 20, 20 to fourteen. Travis's Northmore Knights picked up a big win. The Knights undefeated, undefeated baby undefeated Knights. 20, 25 nothing there in that one. Saint Paul with a convincing win over Tiffin Calvert forty two to forty two nineteen. Monroeville beat Margareta forty one to twenty eight. Gibsonburg took it to Mohawk. That was kind of a maybe a yeah. little bit of a surprise there forty two to twelve. Kerry took it to Toledo, wait 51 to six. Worcester with a close win over Louisville, 16 to 14. The West Holmes Knights, man, they just kept rolling Runnin'. over Orville, 55 to 20. Pleasant lost to Whitehall, 36, 38 to six. River Valley stays undefeated, uh, beat Highland. Thirty-five to twenty-one.
1: The only undefeated in the MOAC still,
2: right?
0: Yeah, That's, that's it. It. So All they're, you got to do—they're all alone in first place. All you right got to do is
1: be one point better
2: than the other team. That's what River Valley's that's, doing right now. That, yeah, that's. Don't it don't matter how it goes.
0: Um, Western Reserve got a nice win over Edison, fourteen to nothing. Hillsdale picked up a win over Loudonville, twenty to six. Um, I think that's that's pretty much the most important game. So. Um, tell us first off, where were you guys at last week? Break down the game that you saw in in person live, um, and tell me what what happened in that. What were you, what impressed you the most? There?
1: I seen the Crestview Cougars impress my socks off with a win yeah. over East Knox. Yep. I forgot I, to mention that
0: score. Go ahead I
1: picked the one. Bulldogs to win that game coming on too. the road. I did too. Yeah. I think everybody kind of felt like this East Knox team had so many playmakers on the perimeter that they would be able to capitalize on some big plays, and it turns out that they can't. You want to know why, Jake? Because the Cougar secondary is the second-best one that I've seen this season. Yeah. I think that they have speed that takes people off guard. They have some track stars out on the yeah. perimeter, yeah. and a couple of them are pretty physical at the point of the attack. And how about Connor Morris turning out to be a star in his senior year? He's been waiting in the wings. He's been getting playing time the last couple of seasons, but now that he's in a featured role, that kid is unbelievable, the way that he cuts on offense one step and then – gets shifty, gets out into space, and he's fast. And then defensively, he's a stud, it's too. one of the best
0: ones that we've seen, I think.
1: Really, really good. So <laughs> Crestview, I thought, was the most impressive team of anybody this last week just because their first two wins were against opponents that were outmatched. Yeah. And they they got their first real test, and, uh, you know, test completed, man. Say, they, yeah. they got an A-plus in my book. I think it's a real team. I can't wait to see what they do against Western Reserve this weekend.
0: Was that 41-21 in that game, I think? Yeah, they you almost had a running was? clock.
1: They never got to that point where right. it was a 30-point margin, but they were right on the cusp the whole time. And then the Bulldogs, my favorite part about the game, their three touchdowns, Crestview instantly answered instantly with like answered. two, three-play drives that were just like, mm-hmm. no, nah, you're, you're not back in this game. We got this one.
0: What's what's crazy about Crestview is they had to replace – I mean, that, that was the storyline of the whole preseason. They had to replace four All-Ohioans. And – they did something that they haven't done in 10 years and start 3-0. They, that's the last time they started 3-0 was their undefeated season in 2011. Wow. So that's, that's a big – that's that's huge for them, uh, no matter who they play. But that East Knox win, uh, I think they can circle that and say that that's going to you know, propel them for the rest of the season. Well, we
2: talked there. about, like we did on the Friday Night Pigskin, that Mansfield Seniors win at Canton Hoover is a statement win. Well, this that, huge yeah. statement win yeah. for Crestview – leaders of the pack up there with St. Paul right now in the Firelands has to be. Yeah,
0: I think so. And we'll see this week. We'll break down that game a little bit this week. guys going to be fun over there in Collins. Uh, Nick, you were over at Senior High and saw the Tigers pitch a shutout in the second half, make a nice comeback win over North Canton-Hoover. Uh, what what was it that stood out to you in that game?
3: Well, you know, Jake, it was uh, – obviously we keep saying this every single week, that Tiger defense, yeah. Just it's sick. I mean – not only can they kill you up front, they can stop the run up front, but their secondary, I mean, you've seen their secondary, right? Is that your number one secondary? Yeah, I said Cougars got number two. Yes.
1: That's because the kids at Mansfield Senior, they're tall, lanky. They look like Ohio State secondary. Right. They have that type of build in their physical, and they can
3: cover their fast, too. Yeah. I mean, not only do you have Division One college player Avion Gross in that secondary, Keontes Bradley is a lockdown cornerback, in my opinion, and last week he proved it. When he got that huge pick in the in the first quarter to the set up their, their uh, lone uh, touchdown uh, in the first half against Hoover. Offensive line struggled early on in the game, but they really kind of settled in at halftime. Coach Bradley and Coach Owens made some great adjustments, and they got the ball out quick. And then, of course, my man, Mr. Miles Bradley, took yeah. over the game. I uh, got a pretty cool highlight reel of uh, a nasty stiff arm that Miles made in the 80-yard touchdown play. But uh, And then the Tiger defense at the end, uh, Hoover, they had big backs too. They had one kid, 6'5", 230, running the ball. Oh. Allen was his name, I think, Logan Allen or something. And, I mean, they, they did a good job shifting their guys over, doubling the left side of the line to kind of slow him down. And Malachi Mays made a great goal line stand where Hoover would have taken the lead, and then Hoover gets the ball back, and then the Tiger secondary, Jontae O'Brien, a sophomore, <laughs> breaks up the winning touchdown pass on the last play of the game. Yeah, I mean, that was just a team effort. I've never seen Coach Bradley that fired up before. Yeah. Big
0: big plays by some big-time players, man, yep. in that game. And, and real
3: quick, can we address the elephant in the room, too? He had some words about you, my friend. What did, did you think man. about that? He
0: did. He actually texted me um, earlier in the week when, I, when we put our picks out live. Screenshotted that I picked North Canton Hoover said, Hey, okay, Jake, like we're using that as motivation. I said, Hey, you're more than welcome to make me the bad guy. If that makes you guys win, I'll, I'll probably sport that L on my record. And I, I do, I mean, I'll, I'll take that L all day long, uh, hometown team, just finding motivation coming out with, uh, arguably the, the biggest win of the early season. I think, um, you know, just a, just a huge win to go on the road, what I saw John Davis said they haven't won in Canton in sixty-one years,
3: nineteen sixty. yes. Yeah, they, they beat, beat McKinley.
0: They beat McKinley, and that when I saw McKinley actually replied to that and said, "Hey, you haven't won in Canton yet. Come come schedule us, guys." <laughs> Fair point, though. I'd love to see that matchup. I, you know, I think if At the Tigers the Hall keep, of Fame, yeah, I'm sure they would do it. If the Tigers keep moving on up, man, this is the, that'll be a big matchup here in a couple of years. So, um, but yeah, big ups to the to the Tigers. Um, man, three and zero. I mean, we, we kind of thought they had that potential, but we, well, I mean, in we, my Jake, mind, Well, did we, Because i got a bone to pick with you. Eric, you how, put
1: them outside your power pole for Richland County, outside the top 25. Now, I, I know that you're trying I to did. sell newspapers and the whole nine yards, but when you saw the kids that they had coming back on the roster, you couldn't possibly believe this isn't one of the 25 best teams in the county,
0: right? I, I couldn't I, I couldn't get over the loss to Madison in the final game of the year. I, that's, that's last that's, year, though. I know, I know. But, hey, I mean, last year, I, they, they just have what's – It's time to know. move on, man. It's 2021. It is. This it is, is a new-look
1: Tigers squad. I'm,
0: I'm over it now. Trust me. I'm over it now. I believe in the Tigers. I think they're for real. Uh, but, yeah, during the summer I was looking at I was like, I don't know, guys. like, you know, three and – what were they, three and nine last year? Or not three and nine, but three and six. Three and
3: six, yes. They
0: put three and six it. last year. I don't know. I, just, I have my doubts. I have doubts. the
1: opposite. When I my seen doubts him, are gone. When I, I seen them this my summer working and how hard yeah. and dedicated and committed they were and the fact that they had unlimited practice days. And you know Choki's letting them in. <laughs> right, you you right. know that they're over there yeah. coaching them. Yeah. I saw that with my own eyes well. two times in the same week where I went over there. And I was like, these boys are jacked up. I, I seen how much weight like Brock and yeah. Avion and them boys were pushing in the a- weight room. I was like, this
3: this team's gonna be good, good. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh definitely you can tell the attitude is complete one eighty from last year. And then you add the fact that you mentioned Brock Hill. He is a complete different quarterback this year. He yeah. is getting better every single game and he only has what one two turnovers this year and last year was a problem for him. Yeah. And in Ontario it was a problem. Okay. Throwing interceptions. So and last week it was a tip. On one of the interceptions, so okay. I don't normally count those.
0: But Right. Yeah. yeah, tiger. the Tigers have made believers out of me. Mm-hmm. Trust me. Uh, I mean, all I needed was three weeks, and they proved it. And we'll break down the game this week, and they can definitely prove it this week for sure. Mm-hmm. Another Travis. team that's
2: for real. You and I both yeah. saw it with our own eyes, the Lucas Cubs. Oh, man. The three-headed oh, monster man. running attack of Finello, Barrett, and then you get big old Zane Finley in there putting the spin Z- moves Yonka. on guys. Oh, but – Man, they look pretty darn good. The, the only touchdown Winford had would—I I had to think it was against their twos. It was late. It was a—it was kind of a broken rollout play that they had for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. But I, I also—I know Winford—they're—they're they're down this year a little bit. But still, taking on a team like that matchup we should see every year. and I know oh, you mentioned sure. that Lucas would fit in perfectly in the Northern 10 because that's the, the, Sign play, the way of football that
3: they play, but good Lord. I don't think Winford wants them in there after that
0: game. Nah. Winford didn't want them in there when they, when they were in the NCC because they were kicking the kicking their teeth in all the time. Now the roles are a little bit reversed. Mm. But, Jake, but can you have one more team? We'll talk about okay. I'll come back to okay. you because I, I was at the Lucas game too, so and, I wanted I mean, to break yeah, down Lucas a
2: little bit. I mean, Lucas just pretty much did anything they wanted especially on the ground and it just they just impressed the crap out of me i knew they were going to be the good this year as always but man they just keep replacing these running backs and keep dominating with the rpo right they kept running winford over too uh but yeah it was a pretty darn impressive win and we were working with uh the radio guys aaron hines and eric will and they both were just completely excited about that Lucas Cubs team after watching what they could do on the field
0: yeah yeah and that I mean that rivalry was one-sided for so long I think since like 1999 I think Winford was 10 and two against Lucas and it was not close scoring wise um, so it, it's good to see that that rivalry renewed a little bit um, but yeah I mean the two two of the probably the most they, they probably had the most postseason success. Consistently, were those two teams in this area, I want to say. I mean, Winford was there, I think, since 2002, maybe? Yeah, 2002, they've been there like 14, 15 times. Every, every year, but twice, I think. Yeah, and Lucas, in the past, since 2000, they've been there nine times, including the last, like, what, seven seasons. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it was, it was great to see those two renew that, and I hope it's uh, an annual thing. But, like you said, that three-headed monster running attack, Zane Finley was... Yeah, I mean, and Spittler, that last Spittler's touchdown,
2: line, yeah. which is I think a play of the week nominee, he busts through the line. No, it's not because there was a, a moss moss play from Winford out right. of the end yeah, zone yeah, early yeah, on. on. That would, it would have been it would have been a nominee. But he gets through the line, gets tackled, but he hits he hits the circle button, spin moves yeah. through there, and then hits hits the jets that I did not think he had, right. and ran about twenty five yards into the end zone. And that's your that's your fullback right yeah. there, and you have two other. I mean, you have yeah. two other good running backs. That's just that's a good one, two, three punch right there for you. Yeah. And I got to give a shout out to Aiden Kreider, too, for drilling a 33-yard field goal, right? Because, yeah. you know, in the past, Lucas, not that good they're, on kicking. not
0: known for kicking at all. But he was perfect
2: <laughs> perfect with the extra points. I don't know if he's missed an extra point this year.
0: He'd be good from 40 yards on extra points, I think. I yeah. He has a
2: boot. So. And just kicking that one through from 33 yards. That's just, I mean, Lucas is looking more of like a complete team every week.
0: Right. And what's more impressive is they did it without probably their number two, number three running back, Logan Toms. Um, and Andrew Finello, man, I had to give a shout-out to him because he had a game, um, just opened everything else up because I think they were focusing on him. Zane was able to just bust it right up the middle. Grant Barrett's just Grant Barrett. I mean, he's a he's a stud back there. And Lucas, but, they get their three, four
2: yards like they do, but they had a lot of big chunk plays as yeah. well running the ball.
0: And welcome back to Andrew Smallin. Yes. You know, he, he came back for his first game. Had a, had a little knee tweak there in the preseason, so he, he was able to play and put Corbin Toms out on the outside. Yeah, just add another athlete out there. That's fine. Go ahead. Um, but, yeah, Cubbies, man. I can't little, wait to them, see him go up against real. that
2: D1 team from Cincinnati if it, happens, if it happens, if COVID doesn't hurt that one. But I think two weeks from now, week I five, think, they get a Division yeah. one team coming up. We're going to be doing that That'd game. I can't wait to see I've, that. I got it
0: on my schedule. i we'll be there who's that other team you wanted to shout
3: out how about since zach didn't show up today let's (laughs) talk about colonel crawford man they are passing the eye test beyond belief i mean everyone kept telling me oh crawford's down they're going to be down they lost all these athletes you know some of the greatest athletes in the history of their program and their coach is sick and boy oh boy first of all coach teg we love you well wishes we hope everything's going well with you um but, yeah, let's talk about the Eagles, man. Brian, what do you think, man?
1: I think they've outscored their opponents by a combined 145 so far. Yeah. And the Mollenkoff kid, I don't want to say his last name wrong because I haven't got to do a game. Uh, yeah, right, you, got it yep, you got it right. Yeah, I believe that's That dude, holy cow. Yeah. Does he drag defenders with him? He looks to punish you when he runs. So that right there is just picking up where they left off last year where they had those two stud running backs. So I, I'm one of those people that I saw what they graduated – how successful that senior class was last year and i was like you know they might have a, a little dip nope so yeah. far so good three and know yeah. crushing everybody i want to see a match up against someone that's a little bit more yeah. on yeah. their wavelength carry right so
0: we're, we're gonna get an opportunity to soon yeah. look forward to that and what valentine's back i think he, he missed the first two games i believe and, and i didn't right. even know that yeah i didn't either and he i was listening to the radio on my way home from lucas and um, you know, his name came up that he's he's back. Had an interception, had some receptions. So, um, you know, six, six, five Eagles, kid that can Eagles, link. Eagles just get a little bit better, yeah. just a tad bit better than that one. So that's that's big. And would
3: they win last week? Sixty five to six. Sixty five to. They six. put up fifty plus in all three games, right? Yeah, they were up fifty plus at halftime. The
1: second half was just number twos for them. Right.
0: So, any big surprises from from week three? What's what kind of stood out to you? What shocked you a little bit? Anything really kind of shocked you at all? Clearfork fork scoring 29 unanswered points and lexington <laughs> not
1: doing anything about it yeah from watching that, i made that highlight for us and watching what lexington did defensively and even in the second half i think they sacked scoog three four times they have some dudes that can really play along yeah. the offensive or the defensive front excuse me i i was shocked that they weren't able to stop clear fork just scored every single time they got the yeah. ball and lexington didn't have any responses with a senior quarterback and as much speed as they have in those running backs uh you you don't want to put too much bad juju on the coaches, but I think Coach Gerhardt said it after the game. He was like, we, we kind of let ourselves down yeah, in that yeah. second half. That wasn't Lexington football. Maybe they did ease up a little bit schematically, and they didn't play as aggressively as they thought they needed to. I think they thought that they had that one in the back. I, I mean, I th- who quarters.
0: wouldn't? 28-6? Who wouldn't think, okay, we're just going to cruise to a – a second, we're gonna score on this next drive, we're gonna get a running clock, we're gonna get out of here and go home, boys. But
3: and then the Shelby Whippets that really shocked me. Jake. Let's go, let's, oh, I'm sorry, let's
0: stick with that, that game first. And I, okay. you know, I definitely want to bring that up. I wish Bill was here because he was at that game, but was there was there something defensively maybe a, an adjustment that that uh Dave Carroll made in that second half? Did you did, did it stand out? I didn't get to see it live, so I don't know, but to pitch a shutout after giving up. 28 first half points there had to be something that changed.
1: I think they started keying a little bit more on the run and just said, yeah. "All right, Polly, like if you're going to beat us, beat go us, ahead and put it up air. through the air." And from my perspective, they were just putting a, an extra person in the box. Okay. And it worked, man. They yeah. shut him out and then they held him out the end zone there in the overtime as well. So they had to have made some type of adjustment at halftime, and I I talk about it all the time on our broadcast. The third quarter is my favorite quarter of football games because it lets you see who the superior coaches are. It lets you find out during the flow of the game, what are we going to do? We just had 25 minutes to talk things over. What are we going to do now differently that we didn't do in the first half? A couple of telltale signs, and now how do we adjust? And evidently, Clear Fork's staff had enough tells that they were able to pick up the Lexington they kept telling in that second right, half. Right.
3: So And that secondary is really struggling right now for Lexington yeah, too. So that's yeah. part of it, you know. So yeah, I
0: googled cool. them up for four TDs. Yeah. Right. But and but at the same time, okay, you're you're Taylor Gearhart. You have a 22 point lead going into halftime. What what kind of I mean, why would you even make any adjustment? Like, why would you, why would you change anything? If it's not broke, don't fix it, kind of thing. You know what I mean? So I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know. That that's that's the nice chess game of coaching high school football. I, one of my favorite things to to look at. Adjusting to to the adjustments. Yeah,
1: exactly. So, you know, like a chess match. They bring the queen out. Oh, well, Uh guess what? We weren't prepared for that, but now what do we do on the fly?
0: Right, right. So, Nick, you brought up Shelby, man. Um, Shelby taking their first loss 45-40 to to Bellevue. They gave up 20 points in the fourth quarter alone. Um, I mean, I didn't get to see the game. I've heard about it from a lot of people. I looked at the stats pretty close, but... Um, The the disappointment is probably on the defensive end, I
3: think. I did get to see a link. Someone gave me a link so I could watch the fourth quarter of that game. And, yeah, it just looked like they were gassed. The the Shelby defense, man. And as you mentioned off-air, they were giving up plays that they normally don't, you know, broken plays and coverages. Andre Hill just didn't have it defensively. Right. Um, You know, and it it was actually – I'm not surprised because Bellevue is a good team and everyone kept saying Bellevue's down – and I'm saying, no, they're not down. They still have. I got to see them last year. Max Ray is back, that running back. He is talented. I said, this is going to be a really good game. A lot of people thought Shelby was going to go in there and win by two or three touchdowns. I picked Shelby, but.
0: I think we all do. Yeah. I, think yeah. We I, are, I still so think,
3: though, that Shelby's a really good football team. Oh, yeah. And it, they just got caught in a shootout. When you get caught in a shootout sometimes, you know. Yeah. It, that happens. It, it's. It, I mean, it's
0: weird to – not weird, but it's – you know, you look at Shelby and uh, give up 20 points in the in the fourth quarter alone, and you would think with that offense, you'd be able to kind of work the clock a little bit and not, not give another team three possessions in the fourth quarter to, to kind of come back like that.
3: Ed is a great coach, though, too, I yeah. have to say. Yeah, yeah. So, so,
0: so I, you know, I, and I didn't get to see it. I, I wondered – and maybe you can – if you saw the fourth quarter, I wonder – if that pass, if the run game to milk the clock was kind of the, the issue there, because they only had 27 yards on the ground.
3: That's been an issue all year for Shelby, and it's not a knock against them. I'm, I think Coach Mahaney and the Whippets are a fantastic football team. They're going to have a great year, obviously. But that was the problem. You know, I went back and watched the Lexington game last week. Mm-hmm. They struggled, they gave up some garbage time points in the fourth mm-hmm. quarter against the Minutemen and they struggled stopping the run or I'm sorry running the football I said the wrong thing running yeah. the football in that game too so if you get second a team, team it was
0: second team right. offense but yeah it, no corners, same thing they
3: were they were balling man they were right. playing really well and when you slow down their their passing game Shelby well, is beatable
2: also didn't Shelby have not one but two chances at the end of the game to get in the end zone mm-hmm. and was I know the one interception, but was it two interceptions late or just one?
0: Just one. Was just one was different different yeah. Remember.
1: Yeah. Shelby's dead last in the MOAC. 271 rushing yards. They had Total. a dude last year. They did that in one game twice. Uh, they did sure.
0: probably twice that in one game twice. <laughs> you
1: know? so, so that, so, that is their problem. Yeah. That's what they're lacking right now. The short passing game can supplement for it until you get into the second half. To his point, they're going to allow teams to come back into it because they can't pick up 3 4 yards milk the clock. and yeah. burst. Right. They, they don't have that this year offensively on the front and then the running game it's not what it was a season ago so for Shelby they better hope that their four horsemen can get them a four touchdown lead early in the game yeah. and that they can slowly you know get through that second half because if not they may suffer at least one more loss in the regular season but they offensively they should be the juggernaut in the MOAC Yeah
0: I think I think they're absolutely going to run through the MOAC honestly. I think they're gonna have a Claire running Fork? clock win. D-
1: did you see Marshall Shepherd's numbers it's, by the way? Clearworks got a good Thirty
0: one for fifty five Marshall Shepard I know winners. how
3: I know how good he is. I'm just saying I, I feel like the Colts will get. him he got money. as many throwing touchdowns as the rest of the league combined.
0: Yeah. He has yeah, over what, what eleven hundred yards he has passing fifteen already. the rest
1: M O A C has seventeen. Yeah.
0: And he's got twelve over 1,200 yards yeah. in three weeks? Yeah. Like
3: I, I don't see them steamrolling the Colts, though. I think that's going to be a close game.
0: It could be. It just depends on that secondary. We'll, we'll find out in week 10. We'll, we'll save that conversation for <laughs> week. Shelby's
3: going to have to do this. If they
2: can't rely on that run game, they're going to have to find at least one or two drives in that second half to where it's over four or five minutes just to give the defense a break because if it's going to be a shootout like that and they're going three and out multiple times – their defense is gonna wear down like they did at Bellevue, and they're
0: not. They might not be able to hold these these uh, leads. Yeah, it'll be interesting. See what kind of adjustment, what kind of chess move mm. they make here. Um, that that'll be big. I, I mean, I think for the rest of the year, the focus is gonna be on fourth quarter milking clocks. you what we how we can close out games instead of giving a team three possessions in the fourth quarter. It just doesn't. That, that is not a recipe for success. Now and I don't want to it,
1: knock who they have playing at running back for. Right now for Shelby, but what they might consider doing is what the Tigers did with Avion Gross a couple of years ago, where he was their fourth quarter running back when they needed to salt some clock. Right. Maybe you put Blaine Bowman or Andre Hill into the backfield, yeah. and then you give them carries where you have your best athlete touching it and just trying to get first downs and and run out that clock. Even a couple jet sweeps. Yeah. Andre Hill little... get him
0: involved. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that'll be big. But hey. We're not coaches; we're media guys. I'm sure so Coach we'll Mahaney's not listening to
1: this. Like, yeah. oh, let me write that
0: down. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, let me let me take that advice for what it's worth. All right. So, uh, helmet stickers. Uh, we're, here's our little imaginary Whoa. helmet sticker. Travis, wanna? Let's... What surprised me? How about yeah. that? Oh, you won't okay, leave me Travis, out of this? Jeez, bad. come on! I, I know we talked gonna... a lot
2: about the two, but I Crestview. You were pipe up. Yeah, you know, the yeah, way yeah. Crestview won. I mean, we're high on East Knox because they're returning a lot of star players from last year, and Crestview. Brian said it earlier. They they lost a couple all Ohio players, their yeah. best players in school history, and just the way they were able to just handle things, especially to start the game, they're up what three touchdowns? It yep. was twenty-one nothing, man. And just the way they did that, and every time they answered, Crestview just impressed the crap out of me. And like I said, it was a big statement win for them. And now they, you know, they'll be riding high going into next week.
0: They are in the. I think they are in the driver's seat of the violence conference right now. I mean, St. Paul looks really good. Western looks really good, but. I haven't seen anybody play as good as Crestview has so far this year. When
3: do they play St. Paul?
0: Week nine, I, I think, think. Week nine, yeah. but that's also that's, that's
2: also cap lining cap up to be the first week they're going to be able to play on their home turf. That turf
0: should be I think ready by week, week. Should be week the week before when okay. they play Plymouth. Yeah, I think Plymouth is that first that they're possibly. Able so they'll, to. they'll be they'll back at
2: be home at least on the new turf. So yeah. that could be something as
0: well. But you know, Crestview's just Coobs, man. They're looking pretty darn good right now. I like them. I like them a lot. Alright, imaginary helmet stickers. Brian, who who are you giving yours to?
1: I'm sticking with the Cougars. I'm going with Connor Morris, the little engine that can every single week. This dude had four touchdowns, 130 yards on the ground, and he almost never has a TFL under his belt. That dude constantly moving forward, he puts his right foot in the ground or his left foot, he makes one cut, and then he just goes, man. He's right. one of those, he doesn't you know shake and dazzle and try to get defenders. Uh, off, off of their toes. He, he just goes at you for, for being about 5'8", Buck 65. I love the way that he plays. And then he's probably, if not their best defensive back, he's definitely in the top two as well. For sure. So he's a two-way star right now for the Cougars. He gets my sticker.
0: If he if if Crestview runs away with this Finals Conference Championship, I think he does something Ross Kuhn did last year and win Player of the Year in the Finals Conference on both sides of the ball. Just might? I'll call that right now. Nick, I have a feeling you're gonna shout out a tiger in this one. <laughs> not who, not. Who's your helmet uh, yeah, sticker going not? to? You know, you gotta,
3: uh, and I have stay a feeling loyal. his last Miles, name is Bradley. Miles, yeah. Miles. yeah, it has to be Miles uh, Bradley, who had four catches, 155 yards, which was a career high, by the way, and two impressive touchdowns and one of the most entertaining stiff arms I've ever seen, knocking the Hoover defender to the ground as he just trots to the end zone. He had a great game, and again, he's also on defense. He gets my helmet sticker. He just played hard. Really, the whole team deserved it, but if you had to pick one, it had to be Miles. He had seven the, tackles, too, two for loss. Yes, yes, yes. And Miles is the workhorse in this offense. When they're struggling, you get him the ball.
0: Yeah. So, it, was his, I saw his his two touchdowns were the last two scores of the game. Was that all in the fourth quarter, or was it third and fourth? All in the third quarter. Third. All in the third quarter. Yeah, so they didn't score. When before. they needed a spark there, they, they got it. Again, an adjustment. Get get your playmaker the ball. Both yeah. of
3: those touchdowns were within three minutes, I believe, of each other. Back to back possession. Drives. Cool. And
0: Tiger's negative negative
3: forty one rush yards in that game. Yeah, John <laughs> Davis yeah. said that's a first for him that they've ever won a game. <laughs> they they had negative forty one. Yes. Yeah. Wow. So ne- they needed Miles with those two big this, this week they got to run the ball. That's Did for you? sure. They have to run the ball this week.
1: Travis. Somebody give
2: there. it to Aiden Culler. I see her earlier, but Culler, the kicker yeah. for Lucas. The big 33-yarder, 4-for-4, four four. he's been perfect all year, and he's the reason why they beat Hillsdale. Those was, yeah. what, 14-12. Usually, Luke, technic, typically Lucas, they have trouble kicking those extra points. They have to go for two, but now he's that that little extra piece on this squad that, you know, these close games, probably going to fall Lucas's way. Got to give the kicker some love. Kickers are people, too. Love it. Too. For the brand. But, no, just a 33-yarder, I mean, not a – you, hit, you kicked a 25 yard. I kicked a 20 yard. It was hard. I mean, we know how it is. But no, um, that's just another, like I said, another piece that Lucas has now in these close games. You can actually rely on the kicking game, especially fourth quarter late. You have a fourth and long. Give it to the kicker.
0: Usually, like, what, what kind of sticks out to me with Lucas football before they had a kicker was always that kid that ran over to the sideline and strapped on that flat-toed shoe. <laughs> yeah. And then when they kicked it, it just spun backwards about 9 million times and then just barely <laughs> Went cleared over. the bar. He's kicking about 40 kid, yards past there was a There was a ball boy who was behind the, the the field goal on one of his extra points. He's like, man, why has he got to kick it so far? Because he just boots it over there almost into the woods there. So, yeah, defin- definitely a good helmet sticker there. Um, mine is going to go to an Ontario Warrior who picked up uh, – the Warriors picked up their first win of the year. Chase Studer uh, ran for 205 yards on 19 carries with a pair of touchdowns in their win. Uh, for a sophomore, I think the Warriors put the future on display. I know Smithville uh, is not that great. They're a D6 team, but you know what? Um, any, any positive you can give out to the Warriors this year. They put the future – like I said, put the future on display – um, that young team picked up a win. That should give them a little bit of momentum here for the end of the season. And, um, and you know, the big thing is they're not going to go winless this year. So And give some love to
1: Chris Miller and that yeah. staff for figuring out, because Tudor was playing quarterback earlier in the year. Right. They right. had to figure out that's not going to work. We need our best athlete right now at running back. And then they switched the Dugan kid now to quarterback, right. who was serviceable. He, ha- he at least didn't turn it over. Right. That's important. Right. That
3: yeah, big. well, Dugan started at quarterback in the Lexington game, and he was having a rough game, so that's why they plugged right. Studer in at I think stu- like the
0: first snap of the game was a wildcat formation with Studer back there at quarterback. Right. Quarterback, wildcat, yeah. whatever you want to call it. But, yeah, that's... It was that was a big win and a big performance from him. I think he was waiting on a, a big breakout performance and he, he got it, man. Got 205 it. yards. It was big. Only
3: a sophomore
0: too. Only a sophomore. But there's one other that I wanted to shout out here. Not in our immediate coverage area, but something big that happened. Mapleton. I just um, read that
3: on your Twitter. And,
0: and their win, man, that Hunter Sanders. Uh so he ran for 194 yards and four touchdowns. Had a two-point conversion, caught three passes for 64 yards and a touchdown and returned a kick for a score um, to, to break the program record, the scoring record, with 38 points in a game. I think the previous record was set in, like, 1960. So big ups to Hunter Sanders. Oh,
2: And also, nice. if anybody from Mapleton has the stats, feel free to send them to me because I have every over. Firelands Conference team except for Mapleton to get for our North Central Ohio stats. Mapleton just hasn't given – So he, he could probably be one of the top ten rushers. Yeah. In, in the area, but they just nobody's answered back from Ableton, so help help a man out,
0: yeah. <laughs> help me, oh, man. And he, they broke out in a big way, so got their first win. So, there's our helmet stickers for this week. Uh, so week three officially closed, Behind we're us. on to week four. Uh, pretty nice schedule here, at Richland County. Then, if you guys have any other games you want to throw in, throw them on in here. Um, I got Bellevue at Clear Fork. Uh, Crestview and a big one at Western Reserve, Western Reserve uh, both undefeated, both you know looking for that first Firelands Conference win. Lexington at Mount Vernon, Lucas at Willard, West Holmes at Mansfield Senior in a game that I think we're all going to be at probably, I would imagine. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Shelby at Ontario, Plymouth at Monroeville, um, over in the N10, we got Colonel Crawford at Cary, that'll be a big game. Uh, we all, we'll also have River Valley at Galleon Ashland at Perkins, Busiris at Winford. Uh, that's always a copper kettle rivalry there, so that's gonna be that's always a, a big game even if it's Winford been hasn't had to dust that one
1: off in about no. 25 years. Yeah. This has been sitting in their case. Yeah, they, yeah,
0: I don't even know if they bring it to the game anymore. They just <laughs> say, we'll, we'll no. just go ahead and hang on to it. Um, but the game first game I want to break down a little bit. We talked a lot about the Tigers, but let's talk about Meansfield Senior versus West Holmes. Uh, 3-0 teams, both of them 3-0, looking for that OCC win. In my opinion, I think the winner of this week wins the OCC. I think this kind of determines the OCC champion here. What's what's the key for the Tigers? What do they got to do? Nick Nick mentioned it a little bit earlier, but in your mind, Brian, what do you what do you think they got to do? Well, we know West Holmes can run the
1: football probably better than anybody in the OCC. They're going to bring that to the game. Can Mansfield Senior match it? Can they put together some runs of their own? We've seen them a couple of weeks ago. They were able to get mm. some good looking run plays going against Marion Harding last week. Obviously, that was a travesty. When anytime you finish with negative is rushing and it's negative forty. That's bad, bad news. So for me, I think the key is going to be, can Mansfield not match what West Holmes does in the rushing attack, but can they at least establish something so that takes a little bit of pressure off of Brock Hill's shoulders and those great playmakers they have on the perimeter? We know that they're going to get theirs.
3: Can they run the football and give them a little something there?
0: A little something, something.
3: Well, you know that West Holmes is going to come after the Tigers and try to stop them from running the football, so I think If that happens, and it is quite possible that that happens, that uh, it's all going to be quick releases. I mean, he's got to be – Brock Hill has to get that ball out quick. He's got to find Miles. Uh, Amar Davis, they did some trick plays last week. They had a touchdown with the double pass Mm -hmm. to Amar Davis, who threw it to Miles. So I think you're really going to see Coach Owens open up the playbook, I think, if they cannot get in the first quarter running the football defensively. You know, I'm hearing a lot about the Sam Williams Dixon. I know he was legendary last year in the playoffs, a huge run for Loudonville. Now he's at West Holmes. Um, you know what though? That Tiger defense is so good, Jake. That I'm, I mean, I'm covering the game, and I honestly think that they will be able to keep him in check. Look what they did to the kid from Marion Harding. Yeah. Uh, Brady Wink. All I heard about week one. Brady Wink. Brady Wink. He's a stud. He's a stud. And then the Tigers held him to 37 yards passing. Yeah. So, that defense is legit. It just comes down to how Brock Hill is going to react if that O-line struggles. Um, I think if Mansfield Sr.
2: can get the first punch in and knock West Holmes off script, because West Holmes hasn't really been in a game yet. They've cruised. If Mansfield Sr. can throw the first punch, get up a touchdown, get maybe a big stop on defense, and then... Sustain another drive, completely get West Holmes off their script. I think Mansfield Senior can then take over that game and control it. So that I think it comes down to the, the first quarter. I like If that. they can, they can get out early. I think they'll be able to handle it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, for me, I think, uh, you know, I think the Tigers' defense is definitely gonna. I think the Tigers' defense is gonna win them this game. I mm-hmm. think the Tigers are going to win, but I think they're going to do it on the defensive side. Um, you know, I think they'll be able to stop the run. They'll turn West Holmes into one-dimensional. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to be throwing the ball a lot, and like we talked about, that secondary—you don't want to throw—you don't want to throw on that. But secondary. I will
3: say, Noah Clark is a very, very well-established quarterback. He right. already has 900 yards on the season. he's yeah. 11 and three with his touchdown-to-interception ratio. And
0: they—they they, so. they played some good teams. Bishop Waterson comes to mind. They, you know, they kind of ran all over Orville. Orville's down, but I don't know if they've seen a secondary. As good no. as Mansfield, or seniors. as
3: athletic, yeah.
0: So I think you know the game is going to be won on the de- defensive side. I could see it being a really low-scoring game, uh, just kind of a, a field position battle. Whoever gets the best field position is going to take advantage of it. Um, but offensively, I mean, I think you got to give Avion on the ball. You got to give Miles Bradley the ball. Um, I think that's those are those are going to be your two playmakers. They can make plays. Give it to them.
3: Right, Jake. And another thing I forgot to mention. Brian's seen the Tigers. They just hit so hard, and they're so physical on defense, and I think that really wears down their opponents as well.
1: Because I think their secondary guys come up and hit you hard. I think that's surprising to a lot of people because their secondary guys, I think three of the four of them are over six feet tall. They're packing at least 185 pounds, you know what I mean? So that's uncommon for a high school secondary to have that kind of length and girth and strength. So Mm -hmm. that's why they're – Far and away from what I've seen through three weeks of the season, the best, most physical secondary, because they come up and they beat you up in the run game too. Makai Bradley is a
3: game changer too yeah. on defense. That kid is a stud.
0: It's like those, the defensive line and the linebackers stand you up, and then here comes Avion Gross ready to just put a helmet right into your well, ribs. Amar, and, Amar. And, and Amar Davis to to make you pay for even thinking about getting in that secondary. And that's, so. just,
2: that's just straight man-sealed senior football though. Yeah. They're, they're so deep. Yeah. They're so deep.
0: Yeah, that's going to be – I think that's the game of the week. That's um, basically the only one we're actually covering live because I think uh, it deserves that attention. So.
2: And Arlen Field better be packed for this oh, one. Oh, man. It's and supposed those, to be beautiful on better Friday. Those lights be flickering on every <laughs> touchdown
0: and everything else.
2: So. It's, a be, it's supposed to be a nice night out. I mean, beautiful. if you can't make it, watch it on the OH report. Live and free. Live it's and it's free. So. But if you can make it, pack the place. Be beautiful. loud. Sure. Make it a, Make it a – OCC championship game atmosphere because it could very well be that not trying to diss Worcester because they could probably still play spoiler on any of these guys. But I think these are the top two teams in the OCC.
0: Mansfield Senior has officially changed me. They've I'm a changed oh, they, man. They're, they're in your top twenty five now, Jay. I have a your, your power man. Pull,
3: they went from six to first.
0: Well, they were oh. they were a fourth last week. No, so so they started the, start the season they were. Start changing. of the season they were yes. six. They're biggest jumpers, yeah. Um. Another another big game that has a lot of uh, conference implications. Crestview at Western Reserve. Wanted to break that down a little bit too. Both teams three and O. Don't know a ton about Western Reserve. I know they're you know ever since they brought over Stevenson, they've been really good.
2: They knocked um, off St. Paul at the end of the year last year too. Yeah,
0: yeah. So um, you know I think this one might determine this. This will really. I mean, the Cougars are legit. I think they proved that with East Knox. I think this game will prove if they're a legit Farlands Conference contender in this one. right
1: and they got to go on the road yeah which they pretty much have to do the entire
0: first seven weeks so
1: they're going to be used to it they're accustomed to it i think to travis's point about the tigers getting off to a fast start i think that's why east knox went into a shell in the game against crestview Mm -hmm. as they were down 14 nothing so fast and then it turned into 21 nothing that like it it just felt like the game was over for them all the life sucked out of them on the sideline so i think if the cougars can come out and keep that fast pace that they've been able to do so far, three straight weeks, three straight leads in that first quarter, they do it again, I, I kind of like them on the road.
0: Yeah. kind of yeah, do. I like them too. Any any other keys for, for Crestview in that way?
2: They just got to keep doing what they're doing. Run the ball, open up the pass, and keep scoring because they have the defense to do so. You saw it against East Knox, and I thought that was one of the biggest tests they were going to have.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely setting the tone early. I think that's going to be, like you said, I think that'll be the key to that game. Um, if Chris can set that tone really early, I think it'll be uh, it'll be it'll be a nice nice night over there in Allensburg. Uh, and uh, Hayden Coon at, at the general store. still has not turned it over one time in three weeks. Sure, handed man. That's that's the sign of a of a really good quarterback there. Uh, the the last question I had was, what does Shelby's defense have to do to get back on track? I think they'll get back on track this week, pretty easy. Um, but moving forward here, what? I mean, where do they have to? What do they got to change? Any, or do they change any?
2: I think this was a game that they could learn from. Yeah. Where they, you know, they can't just cruise through like they did the first few weeks. I think that surprised me. I think they might have thought Bellevue wasn't the team that they usually face, right? Because of what they did the first three weeks. But now, you know, that was the, I guess, the smack in the face that they needed. The, you know. To wake up and get back into things because you know practices aren't going to be fun this week after no, that loss. No. But it's better that happened now than against Bellevue, maybe in a regional final, yep. which we could possibly see.
3: For sure, yeah, as a precursor, I agree.
0: Yeah, I had a, I had an assistant coach text me this morning and said because he read my power poll, which we'll get to here in a little bit. Mm-hmm. But he's like, you know, I think if Shelby and Bellevue ever meet again, I think uh, I think Shelby wins by a couple of touchdowns.
3: They got to run the ball, though, man. Yeah. I, I always say it every week about every team. If you can establish the run, you can do great things.
0: Against against the really good teams, I mean, you can get away. Well, yeah, you, you can be successful against games. a team that is equal or no, definitely worse than you. But equal to you, I think you can match them with the with the pass game. But unless you're Lucas, you then to, you just run over anybody. Yeah, yeah. when you Fair. need to, you got to have that other dimension. I think so. Um, So let's run down my power pole here real quick. We had, I think just about everybody, almost everybody is in a different position than they were last week. Um, So Madison is still at number nine. They're dealing with some COVID issues. So they'll be off this week again. Uh, They had their game against Ontario canceled. Got the Warriors who just picked up their first win, but they're still at number eight because they lost to Lexington. Um, Lexington's at number seven after losing to the Colts um, in week three. Clear Fork jumped up to number six at 2 and one We got some really good records so far in the first three weeks. Um, I, I had to drop Shelby down to number five. Is
2: this the but, lowest they've been in, like, five, six, seven years? Since I
0: started this since thing. Since Brendan Armstrong was a sophomore yeah. before
2: he blew up against Tiffin Columbia.
0: But I, I have a feeling they won't be down there for very long. Um, they're at 2 and one And, again, like, I was just I'm just looking at – I have the tweet here where I put it up, and then I scrolled down to some replies. Someone called me an idiot for, for all this, whatever. Um but this is the power pull is the the teams and their season collectively. It's not head-to-head matchups, it's not this, it's not that. It's how good of a season they're having right now. So that's that's what I base it on. But number five Shelby coming in with a one loss. Then we have four undefeated teams at the top. We got the Plymouth Big Red at number four at three and and0 Crestview at number three at three and and0 Then we have a tie, another tie at the top. We got the Mansfield Senior Tigers who started the season at number six. Uh, they impressed me so much, I had to put them up at number one. And then the Lucas Cubs, just consistency, man, number one. Anything you guys would change in, in that one there?
2: Uh, Well, first off, we were talking, I said, if Mansfield Senior wins, I think that would be a big enough win to get them in the yep. tie for second with Lucas. But then right. we weren't expecting Shelby. So right? I, that's spot on with that. Shelby, uh, I don't
0: – That's tough, yeah.
2: Maybe they – I would have said four. Four. Nothing against Plymouth, but – they a, yeah, they it, haven't really
0: played that. They haven't
2: really I
3: would played have them anybody. At three, and no disrespect to Crestview, I saw Crestview though. They play a though. little tougher schedule than Crestview. Right. But I think I am fine with Crestview being 3. I like I liked
0: Crestview's big win over East Knox. That's, I think yeah. that that showed me a lot. Plymouth their win over that Southern team, um, that Southern team was a they lost to St. Paul in the playoffs last year. Um, but they were they were a pretty decent team last season. Again, I don't know what they brought back this year, but Plymouth showed me a lot. Um yeah, I mean it's so tough in the early season, especially when, when Shelby loses to a team like Bellevue and then you gotta punish them so bad you drop them down to five. I mean it's a little bit unfair, but it is what it is. They won't be down there very long. All Man, that's right. all I have about that. Um, <laughs> cool. Yeah, usually usually Travis is the guy who has the, have to make has up the for better not being here. Yeah, has he the better to, power pole now
1: that Shelby lost, you gonna get back on the
2: Against Shelby Shelby
0: train?
1: Crain, nah, nah, I'm not doing that this season. Uh, I I feel like that uh, train has come and gone, but I, I would put if I had to put together my Richland power I yeah. probably I I think I'm with uh, Nick over here. Surprisingly, I'd probably have Tigers and Cubs okay, at right. one and two, and then I'd have Whippets at three, yeah. and then Crestview right behind them, Plymouth right behind them, just because who else is playing Bellevue on the road? Yeah, right, right out right. of these teams, yeah. Yeah. The, the Tigers going yeah. on the road and playing Canton's uh, Hoover is the only other team. Yeah. I can think of. I understand it. I it's understand. all about
3: the strength of schedule for me.
0: and yep. so. maybe this will. Uh, you know, they, they didn't like that they were always there with Lucas last week. Shelby and Lucas were battling for number one our last year, um, so they used that as a little bit of motivation. What whatever I can do to help these
2: teams, <laughs> I guess. And we have a uh, you said mentioned game for us worth talking about. Centerburg after. One week off due to, I think, close contact COVID. So they weren't able to play their week three game. But they take on East Knox. game oh, you'll yeah, be, baby. You'll be down at. So the first conference game, two teams that were expecting to be towards the top of the K-Mac with Northmore. Got to mention the Golden Knights. But uh, this an early season, huge matchup in the K-Mac. And Brian will be there. I'll let you
0: break it down. Yeah, I'm
1: looking forward to it. I know that a lot of your listeners probably don't care a whole lot about this game, so I'll give it about 20 seconds.
0: Well, no, I, I, love, I love talking football, so let's mm-hmm. talk football. I'll just
1: say uh, the Trojans have been an impressive team because they graduated a big senior class. they are a lot in the regards like Crestview, where they had this awesome senior class to come through. They were undefeated K-Mac champs last year, and now the kids that have been waiting in the wings, they've stepped up so far at least through two weeks. They didn't get a play last week because of contact tracing. And now East Knox trying to bounce back. They play a little bit different when they're on their home service. When yeah. you go into Chet Looney, uh-huh. it's tough to beat those Bulldogs. So to me, this is the game of the week outside of the Tigers versus West Holmes. I'm Which we'll really, have both. really looking forward to seeing how does East Knox respond and how good is Centerburg really. We get to find out on Friday night.
2: And that game last year went to double overtime. I was going to say Center that was won. a big, it was a game. classic. It
0: was a well. Given the schedule last year, but wasn't that a late season game or was that pretty early? It was early? mid. It was, Mids, it, it was like week
3: four of six during the right, regular right. season, but okay. yeah.
0: Okay.
3: Jake, do you think that the Lexington Miniman, is it time to hit the panic button if they lose this week? Is this a must win? They have but they, they, have
0: got, Mount, they have Mount Vernon this week. I mean, they lost to Mount Vernon last year 14 to nothing. Couldn't even put a point on the board that's last right. year.
3: Again, that's last year,
0: Jake. I know, but that was week one. I history think too. tends to repeat itself. Uh,
2: I think it's time to hit the button, the panic button for Ashland. Yeah, that definitely. Oh yeah,
0: we, we, we can talking. break down those games too. But um, yeah, Lexington—they're on the road, so I think this week they, it's a must-win. I think every game this for the rest of years must-win. But
3: I think this is their kind of game though, because Mount
0: Vernon is almost like
3: a duplicate, duplicated, duplicated yep. version of Lexington. Ground and pound, on the ground, run the ball, right. old school football, smash mouth. This game could only be, you know, less than 90 minutes long, though. This could be a really short game. A 14 to nothing yeah. game? Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, it really could be. No but, you know,
0: it's not last year, Nick. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying, yeah, man. No, you know, I, I, I agree. think
3: that, that I agree. this is a good matchup for the Minutemen, but I, I honestly think they need to win this game. And Corey's going to be on the call for that.
2: But you've seen with the Lexington squad before it started off slow under Coach Gerhardt. Bounce back and then make a run of the playoffs like he yeah. did the last. You know, it was what the year that they. Oh, got I remember blown up by when they Norwalk. Were one
1: and four and then one seven in a row yeah. behind Mr. Yeah, Buckeye but, Kate Silver. Yeah, they don't have, have Cade Silver. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they don't, don't have They don't got that three three stack this year either. Little Crestview Little does, yeah. and I think that's working out a lot to their advantage having the nickel package out there all the time. I
0: wonder who that who that defensive coordinator is over there. Kresvu. Weird. Weird. I wonder what he brought over. That's strange. All right, let's make some picks here. Um, I, I just have 10 games here that I'm going to throw out, but if you guys want to pick another game, hit me up with it. Um, How's our standings
2: between you, me, and Bill?
0: All right, so last week we had some rough picks. Yes, oh we boy. did. Yes, we did. There was only eight games that were actually played because we recorded it before all the games got axed. Um, Bill led us at 5-3. and three. Me and Travis were both 4-4. Four and four. So Shelby makes, let
2: me down like That makes us, me and, I picked Ashlyn thinking maybe they get a bounce back but that's I said though last week this is the last time I'm picking you if you don't win.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I think I I am 24 and 4 now. Travis is 23 and 5. And that makes Bill nice. So you, you were cooking before last week. Yeah, yeah. I was
2: 10 and 0 week 1, 9 and 1 and then 4 and 4. 17 da, da, da,
0: 22 dying. and 6. So I got the one game lead on here just for just for just for records. We'll we'll get we'll get Bill's picks and then talk yeah, about them next yeah, week. We'll but. figure it out. I, I got his picks on my computer in there, so these are the same ten picks that we're picking in our um, our weekly thing. Yeah. So um, start off we'll start off with Bellevue at, at Clear Fork. Um, Bellevue just coming off a big win against Shelby. Uh, if you have anything you wanna a key to any of these games, go ahead and shout it out, but um, who you, who you got in this one again? Oh, my. Bellevue's big up front,
1: and they have a big running back. I think it's going to be big problems for Clearfork. I see this one being very high scoring, though, but I'm going to roll with the Redmen. Yeah.
3: I love my Colts, but it's going to be a bad night down in the Valley, I think. Uh, Bellevue wins by three touchdowns. Yeah. Just
2: from their performance against Shelby, knocking off a Shelby team that we thought was going to run the MOAC – I think Clear Fork is not going to be able to handle that, and Bellevue's going to win. But I hope I get this. I hope that's a loss for me. Yeah. After this week, yeah. I I hope you know. I mean, they could. They have a good defensive squad down there at Clear Fork. You saw that in the second half against Lexington. But I don't think it's going to. They're still
1: a little young.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They're a year away. They're a year away for sure. Yep. I agree. Um, and I'll, I'll go with Bellevue. Any team that beats Shelby is going to get my pick the next week because that's, that's Please use week.
2: this as bulletin board material, yep. folks, down there. Please. Nobody's
0: picking you guys in the Valley. Dave, I'm so.
2: sorry, but, yeah, put this up on the bulletin board. Nobody picked you. He will.
0: Crestview at Western Reserve. 3-0 against 3-0, and o, Big finals Conference, road game for the Cougs.
1: Yeah, this is going to be a straight homer pick because I haven't had an opportunity really to scout out these Rough Riders. I don't know what they're bringing to the table other than they have t- two of their three wins. They are pretty decent, so yeah. – uh I'm, since I've seen Crestview twice, I, I've been impressed, man. It, really good secondary. Way more speed than I thought they'd have. And then they got some kids up front also that came back from a season ago that are playing some really good football. I'm going with the Cougs.
3: Crestview. Crestview.
2: They really impressed me last week against East Knox. i got to go with the Cougars.
0: I'm just going to go just to be different on this one. Uh, Western Reserve beating uh, Edison 14 to nothing last week. Um, Edison's a pretty darn good football team. They...
2: Bellevue right. only
0: beat them twenty one fourteen. Yeah, so I'm gonna roll with Crestview in that one just to see if I can extend Western. my lead a little. Western. Or, yeah, sorry, my bad. Western in that one. Um, you know the Rough Riders, Ty Stevenson uh, over there, man. I, I really like what he's done with that program in recent years. So I'll, I'll go to be different. Maybe I'll I'll, Maybe be, what, get I'll be what I'll be
3: by Coach yeah, I'll week. be what yeah.
0: Brian is to Shelby last year. I'll be against the Cougars even go. though they're gonna win every game. So oh. Lexington at Mount Vernon. We got in that one. That's going to be a. I'm
1: going to go with the Minuteman. I really think that what we saw in the second half of last week was more of a mirage for them. I don't think that's going to be indicative dope. of what we see for the season. They have decent playmakers, and I love their defensive front. Yeah. Like, they can get after the quarterback. That's typically a recipe for success. Taylor Gary Hart, get back to 500. Get that dub, baby. Get things rolling.
3: Yeah, I think that it's going to be very low scoring. 14 13 Lexington wins. Very close. It could be very ugly, but I think that's the way that the Minutemen roll right now. I think the Minutemen are gonna pull it out.
2: This is the, this is gonna start that Gearhart run where they only lose one or two more games the rest of the way and
1: get a oh, high seed. Still gotta play the Tigers. That's why I said a couple. I said a couple. I said a couple losses. Holmes. I said a couple losses. I said <laughs> I a couple Ashland. losses.
0: Okay. I, I just don't know how Lexington is gonna respond after getting blanked in the second half, giving up a 22 point lead um, uh, to c- Crestview or to Clear Fork. So I'm going with Mount Vernon in this Ooh. one. I'm going to pick the Yellow Jackets the contrarian to, to pick this one. Um, They'll be at, ready at home, running ready. the football, having that win over them last year. I just got to go with the Yellow Jackets in that one. Uh, Lucas at Willard. Holy smokes! Do we? Does anybody <laughs> have any
3: yeah. objection? No yeah. Why yeah. are we picking this game? No offense, Willard. It's
1: yeah. There are probably some more interesting ones out there. Yeah. To pick.
0: I just want to make sure we got no, our I Richland know. County teams in there. I think. The
1: Cubby
2: I
0: think the Cubs go for 400 yards rushing in this game. Went for Honestly, 300 last week. I think they have. They should. They them. should have every touchdown. I believe will be over 30 yards. Um, Willard just gives up the big play after big play. They've done it the last three weeks. Last. 10 years they're gonna do it again if it's not basketball or sometimes volleyball it's tough up there willard yeah i'll I'll roll with the the cubs everybody else clean sweep with the cubbies Uh, i think we're gonna have a clean sweep on this one too shelby at ontario anything you guys want to add to that one
1: i will be impressed if it's not a running clock at half if ontario and i mean that for Ontario, this is the youngest team in the area, I think. Yeah. And yeah, they're going point. up against the offense who's going to be pissed off. I, I would be really surprised if Shelby doesn't take out some frustration in the first half. Definitely.
3: The only thing I question is we haven't seen Ontario tested on their, with their cornerbacks and their secondary yet because all the teams they played are primarily running teams. So that's something to watch for, but I agree with Brian. I think it will be a running clock.
0: Yes, uh, ditto. throw my hands up. I mean, ditto from sh- from Shelby Travis. Uh, yeah, I've I've heard that these two teams met in the like a seven on seven league that they played in over the summer, and it wasn't pretty. I mean, it was like Shelby had open receiver after open receiver. Marshall Shepard had over twelve hundred yards through three weeks. I think he's going to put up three hundred. I'll say three hundred more because he's only going to play a half. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm gonna roll a Shelby in that one too. Uh, Plymouth at Monroeville. I think this is kind of an interesting game. So Plymouth, the last three years, have started the season off three and 0 each of those years, and as soon as they started filing this conference play, it's gone downhill. They've lost those games every single time.
1: Um, Jake, we keep trying to tell you, it's a new year, pal. It's 2021. I'm telling you, but man, let's get over the past. There's
0: there's trends. If you guys don't know, there's trends in sports that oh, that happen. So I see, yeah. <laughs>
1: All right, I'm going to go with the trend. I'm going to go with Monroeville just because – just to
3: spite you on your own patio here. (laughs) Plymouth wins. Forget about it, man. This is a new year. Forget about it. Forget about it. This isn't going to be
2: their Firelands Conference loss. They're going to lose the Crestview down the line. Like you said, that's Crestview opening up their field, their new turf and everything. I think that will be one of the losses. But they're going to start off four now. I think so. They'll keep you and your alumni, fellow alumni, happy. Stay up towards the top of the power pole. Not going to be this week where they fall.
0: I think so, too. Monroeville's breaking in a new coach, new new system, new everything. Um, struggled a little bit. They did pick up a nice win last week. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to roll with Plymouth in this one, too. So, Colonel Crawford at Kerry The first legit Big, test yeah. for the Eagles, I think. Who's I th- winning this? I one?
1: think it's been too easy for Colonel Crawford. And when they play a real football team, it might be a little bit eye-opening. And carry... For, they have a little bit longer tradition where they've been doing this year in and year out. Whereas Colonel Crawford, it's kind of a newer tradition of playing some high level football. I'm, I'm going to go with the
3: Devils. Okay. Wow. That's at Cary, right?
0: At Cary, yeah. So it's on the road over there at the Devil's Den.
3: I don't I, I can not I, I can't do it because in the route 30 rankings I have them as number one as my small school yeah. for a reason and they fly Eagles fly I think uh, the Eagles actually win by two maybe even three touchdowns I'm gonna make that nice. bold prediction Jerry's a good football team they're playing on high right now for coach Taglovic
0: so emotions are on high Travis doing doing a little quick research before we I just want Yep. Colonel so,
1: Crawford scores a lot. Yeah. Fair Crawford so. scores a lot. I
0: just. <laughs> Carrie, I Carrie will say Kerry did... has a nice win over Gallian. For what it's worth, they they made a nice yeah, little comeback 35-21. there. Thirty-five, twenty-one. At the end of the game, scored twenty points. It in fell to quarter. a three
2: 0 hopewell Hopeful Loudon team, thirty to
1: fifteen. I think Derek Lonsway's three-year starter. Yeah. Like they they have at oh, least good. one kid up front who's yeah. a monster. Uh, Garrett Parlett told me that they had an offensive lineman that
3: he he was scary.
0: <laughs> he was scared up.
3: They have the momentum, the Eagles, and they're playing on that high, man. I'm telling you, that's a big deal. What do the trends tell you, Travis? I'm going
1: yeah, to go with Carrie. Ooh. I'm going to go with Carrie.
2: Can... Only
0: home field advantage. Yeah, I like that home field carry. They don't have a tracker on that field, right? I think it's, I mean, there's only like. I've never been to their football I haven't facility. Either. Just I want to say, say there's only like less than five yards between the, the sideline and the stand, so it's one of those right on top of you. I can't remember who I picked in, in my in our column there in the paper, so I'm gonna have to I'll go back and look. But for this, I'll go with the Eagles. Let's make it a an even split in this one here, even though siding with Nick is like is like drinking pickle hey, Liz, juice. They're
3: gonna win by two touchdowns. I love drinking pickle juice. Yeah, right. They're gonna win by two touchdowns. And anyone wants to make a side bet with me on a fourteen
0: point spread after the show, you come talk to hey, come me. Come talk to me. Come talk to me. River Valley at Galleon. So we talked a little bit about River Valley, how they were jo- doing just enough to win games. I think Galleon's kind of in that that same spot, even though they beat Upper Sandusky 31-0, which who doesn't beat Upper Sandusky? But um, I, I think this is... River Valley
2: barely beat Upper Sandusky. River Valley's
0: 3-0, River man. Valley
1: barely beat Madison, though.
0: But they're 3-0. and Who are you picking in this one?
1: I think they're a bit of a paper team yeah. right now, and I'm generating this... Based off what a coach told me, that he feels that way. I haven't seen him with my own eyes. I like their quarterback. I got to watch them in person last year. Their two top wideouts are gone, though. I feel like there are a lot of power running with the quarterback, and uh, I'm thinking that maybe just isn't going to fly this week. So I'm going to pick against
3: River Valley. They're going to suffer their first defeats.
0: The, at the hands of the Galleon Tigers.
3: Galleon wins, I think. Uh, yeah, I agree. They're a paper team. Brian hit it on the head. And- and Hanif Donaldson, just from what I've seen on a highlights, stud.
1: he's the most grown man football player that we have in North Central Ohio. This dude's unbelievable. His I'm highlight stud. reel is going to look real sick at the end of the year. Yeah, he's a stud. I'm going to go with the Tigers.
0: I think, man, uh, I had River Valley as the second best team in the MOAC. Yeah, we've and their first they three had high weeks, hopes going I in, and, and they just haven't impressed them. us. But they're 3-0. They're, 3-0. No. they're, th- they're 3-0. Hello. Man, it's so tough. to win the game. Yeah, they were yeah. 3-0 last <laughs> said, year, too. And that's why so I said earlier, they, they
2: just, they're just one point better in some of these games. Yeah. That's all you have to do, but... Uh,
0: I think they find a way to win that. Who won game. this game last year? I don't remember, actually.
3: Wow. River Valley but I think
0: River Valley here. finds a way to win this game Man. at Galleon. Wow. That'll be tough. Maybe not. So you were talking about the arrows, Ashland at Perkins, man. Perkins, I feel like Perkins is legit. I think they knocked off Port Clinton, twenty-one to twenty last week. Port yep. Clinton beat yep. Bellevue.
3: Yep.
0: Oh man, on the and Port Clinton on the road. a
3: quarterback that has an arm, I heard. Oh, oh, and,
0: and three. So who are we picking in that one?
3: I already told you. Yep.
2: At last week, Ashland. Yeah. If you lose another one, I'm not picking you again. I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm I'm going against no. them.
3: Perkins. It. Perkins
0: wins, running clock, big. Wow. Running clocker on yes. arrows.
3: Yes. The arrows looked
1: good in the second half last week against Hayes Valley. I don't know if that's going to get duplicated on the road. I, I'm also going to roll with the Pirates, man. That's just a tough place to go up and play at. Long drive. Yeah. No momentum for Ashland, really. Mm.
0: And raise your hand if you would have thought Ashland would start the season zero and three, even zero and four. I, I had, no, I I, Ashland they... pegged as maybe a number two team in the in the OCC.
3: I had heard they but, were going to be a little down, but not this down. Yeah,
0: so I got Perkins two in that one. Ashland's given me no reason to pick them, so we'll go with the Pirates up there. Did we forget one? Maybe so. It? No, we have West oh, Holmes. What? I was going to say what? at Mansfield Senior. Oh yeah, who are we picking in that game, fellas?
1: Uh, I I always roll with my hometown team in in this pick I believe in Chokey Bradley he's going to be no reason not to I think the Tigers get it done at
3: home just cuz cause. just cuz cause. <laughs> well, You know cause. my pick. I yeah, want to know Nick who is... you're picking in this one Jake.
0: We'll go Travis.
3: Well, first. if you saw me my reaction after
2: they won on the pigskin I was all four man sealed senior Got that playoff spot clinched, like I said. Yeah. But no, I think they in there. <laughs> they in there. They, in, they already got their number one. I know. They're, they're number, number one, one in the, in the region, region already. And they have a if you look from one to sixteen, they have a pretty darn big lead there too. Yeah. So they're looking pretty comfortable right now. But now they're gonna be at the top of the OCC looking down on everybody after they win this one. Because you know? Tigers are gonna get a big win. Packed house at Arlen Field's gonna be an awesome atmosphere.
0: If you would ask me before the season started I would have said West Holmes all day, but Mansfield Seniors just proved way too much to me in these first three weeks. They've made me a believer. They've proved me wrong, and I I love it. I'm I'm thrilled to be proved wrong with the Tigers. So I'm wrong with them too, even though I think this is going to be the game, the game of the year. I think.
3: You know, though, if you pick West Holmes, Coach Bradley's going to hunt you down after the game. I'm, them, I'm
0: right? making a smart pick here. Hug, them down hug a, him down. Hug them if yeah. bulletin board material. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. But, yeah, I think this will be the game of the year. I think it's going to be better than that. Clear Fork-Lexington matchup last week.
2: Well, also the way that I'll go with them. Mansfield senior lost at West Holmes week one last year. They, they want some payback,
0: too. Yeah, for sure. And the last thing the Tigers need is moment, motivation because anything they can use, they'll turn it into motivation that team plays with their heart. So, uh Run run down where you guys are at. What you got covered here? um, Where we can find it? Everything. Nick. Want me to go first? Head off, Nick. Fine. We got two games
3: on VSBN Radio. So our first matchup, Corey Durbin and Nick Laser will be calling uh, Lexington at Mount Vernon on the air 6:40 p.m. FearTheVillage.com. Tune in for that coverage. Uh, Should be a good game. And then I will be over at Arlen Field with everyone else and their yeah. brother this week. <laughs> right, uh, everyone's packed out. Going to be a great game at 6:30 p.m. Um, and then you can hear Jake Fur's beautiful voice on our pregame show this yeah. year, as always, with his power pole uh, rankings and everything. So it'll be fun. I'll be on 6:30 p.m. on GoTigersWithAY.com. With a Y. Is that how they spell
0: it? Is that how they spelled
3: it? With the T Y. Yeah, I don't
1: know. GoTaggers.com. <laughs> and I love always hearing the debate behind it. Now that I know the actual reason, yeah. and then everybody talks about this Mashlin game. I, I just I next laugh year, every time next I hear year. it. Mashlin every next year. Yes, All right, your boy is going to be down in Howard, Ohio. They're taking on Centerberg at East Knox. Uh, you can check that out live and free on OH Report coverage, probably starting around 6:40 p.m. We'll have Andy Jardy and Effie James over at the Colt Corral for Bellevue at Clear Fork. That one also you can watch live and free. And then, Travis, where are you going to be? Well, I'm going to be producing once again with the
2: WMAN crew. So nice. we got Aaron Hines, Eric Will on the call at Arlen Field for, as you said, the game of the year possibly. The the but year, uh, we'll be on at 6.50 with pregame with the boys. And it uh, should be... One heck of a battle. And we have a see? couple highlights as well, Brian.
1: That's right. There's more, Nick. Sorry. <laughs> no, River okay, Valley's going to be at Galley, and Garrett Parlett will be down on the sideline for us. We also have Bucyrus at Winford. Ooh. Mason Meese dropping a highlight for that one. Shelby's at Ontario. Storm Blunchley Mr. Whippet is going to be over there. And then Mohawk at Upper Sandusky. Our dude, Dalen Goff. Dropping the highlight there. And I have one camera available, still looking for a human being to make that trip over to Collins Western Reserve Ooh, to get us the highlight for the Cougars. The big one over there.
0: Um, I'm gonna be at where everybody else is, man. Mansfield Senior and West Holmes. Uh, I, that's the game of the year. That's the only one that I think is worthy uh, this week of covering. So I'm gonna be there. Bill is gonna be at the um, city tournament, golf, golf tournament here in the Friday morning. So he'll be covering that, then he'll head back home. Get on the desk and uh, update our scoreboard with all the stats and everything from around the area. So catch that on MansfieldNewsJournal.com, OH Report, PSBN, We've got you covered, guys. We'll see you next week.